Hello, and welcome to my true crime podcast. I'm Jacob Carr. This week, I want to keep things simple. This is my first podcast I'm releasing, so I need to have a practice run to get it exactly right. Keep in mind, it can only get better from here. Here's a little about me. I began my interest in true crime only recently, after listening to Pineapple Media's The Clearing, which is the story of Edward Wayne, Edward Wayne Edwards, who a serial killer who killed at least five people between 1977 and 1996. He was suspected of other killings as well. I bring up Edwards on this podcast because there was a plot line in one episode that struck me as odd. John Cameron, a retired cold case detective, had a theory that Edwards was the Zodiac Killer. The clearing brought this up, but I felt like they didn't go into enough detail. What I will be talking about today is only speculation. Now, to prepare for this podcast, I bought the book Zodiac by Robert Gray Smith. Graysmith was a political cartoonist during the times of the Zodiac killings. He was there from the very beginning until the killings stopped. Nowhere in the book is Edwards mentioned at all, meaning he wasn't even one of the 2,500 suspects thought to be responsible for the killings. Cameron's theories of Edwards are pretty bizarre. For example, Cameron believed that Edwards was responsible for the John Bonet Ramsey case, the child beauty queen from the 1990s who was killed on December 24th, Christmas Eve. Now. I don't believe that, but I digress. Edward's daughter April was one of the was the one who told police in Kentucky about her father, and how she suspected he murdered Tim Hack and Kelly Drew in August of 1980. She made that call in in 2009. I highly recommend the clearing if you want the details and story of how April started this journey to try to make things right with her father's victims' families. Let me stop rambling and get to the point. Is Edward's a zodiac? Let's look at the facts. So, that was my pre-written intro uh, from here on out. I'm just kind of, kind of, well, like I said, ramble. But let's look at the very first confirmed Zodiac killing. It's in Benicia, California, December 20th, 1968. This is five nights before Christmas. High school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday set out on their first official date together. David is promising that Betty Lou will be home before 11 p.m. Now, I say that, but they didn't make it home. Shortly after 11 o'clock, passing motorists saw a Rambler, which is a type of car, and its occupants parked at a Lover's Lane spot along Lake Herman Road in Benicia. Moments later, another driver noticed two seemingly lifeless lifeless bodies on the side of the road. Benicia police and others responded to the scene and discovered Betty Lou dead with five bullet wounds in her back. David was next to be found, to, he was next to the Rambler, with a bullet wound in the head, still breathing, but near death. There were bullet holes in the car's roof and the back window, indicating that the killer may have fired warning shots to force the victims out. The shell casings recovered at the scene indicated it was a Winchester Western Super X copper-coated type bullet, and ballistic evidence indicated that the killer used a 22 caliber possibly a J.C. Higgins Model 80 semi-automatic pistol. Investigators believe the two teenagers were likely random targets killed for, by a stranger for unknown reasons. Now, I got that from the History.com timeline. I wanted to have it clear and concise whenever I'm reading it out, and I knew I couldn't do it. But, uh, like I said, this is only the first podcast. As it goes on, I'll be able to write these descriptions like this, and I'll just have it written out. So stick with me. I promise it will get better. Now, with this... It's obvious that these are two random killings. 
These are not connected to any sort of violence, any crime that may have happened, nothing. This was a random person killed these random teenagers just for the fun of it. And it's like that a lot with the Zodiac. He says he's going to kill someone, but he doesn't have any specific targets. He says, I'm going to kill couples or I'm going to kill the street people. That's how he just worked. Often he would send his letters to the San Francisco Chronicle uh, and telling them, this is how I'm going to do it. I need this cipher to be put on the front page or I will definitely kill again. I will go on a murder spree and I will allow people to die if you don't do this when I'm telling you to do it. Now, with Edward Wayne Edwards, I brought him up because there was the possible connection that he might be the Zodiac Killer. In 1980, Tim Heck and Kelly Drew were on a lover's lane in Watertown, Wisconsin. They were strangled and stabbed. There was also a bullet hole in the, in the windshield to indicate that there was either a warning shot or someone had just done it just to have it there. This was known as the Sweetheart Murders to the Watertown Police. Edwards was questioned during the time in 1980, but there was no basis to hold him. You know, there was no reasonable evidence or no reason to keep him there if they didn't have anything against him. He was just questioned. But almost 29 years later, his daughter, April Blasio, called Jefferson County Sheriff Chad Garcia in connection to the sweetheart, the sweet, <clears throat> the sweetheart murders. Sorry. So Chad Garcia and one of his partners went to Kentucky to question Edwards again, asking him if they, asking him if he knew Kelly Drew or Tim Hack. He said that he didn't. But due to circumstantial evidence and new DNA testing that was available, they were able to pin the murder on him and get him put in jail. Edwards also murdered his adopted son, Danny Boy Edwards. He was, well, unofficial adopted son, but he changed his last name from Glockener to Edwards. Edwards did this in a scheme to collect his insurance money. He always had this planned out. Danny Boy had an awful life with his real parents, and he needed someone to go to. Edwards took advantage of Danny Boy. There were other people that Edwards had murdered, Billy Lavico and Judy Straub in Ohio of 1977. He, he confessed to this after already being in prison for the 1980 murders of, Kim, of Kelly Drew and Tim Hack. What I'm really trying to get here is trying to figure out if Edwards was at all related to the Zodiac Killer in any way. Now, during the 1960s, Edwards had lived in Nor Northern California during the initial Zodiac Killer's murders. And at the time, he closely matched the description the known survivors would give to the police of the Zodiac. But the Zodiac was never caught. Edwards never described himself as the Zodiac Killer. However, he was infatuated with the Zodiac Killer. Let me explain. Because the Zodiac Killer was never caught, there were always news events, TV events, movies that would come on, and Edward Wayne Edwards would sit his kids around and make them watch these. And as the news people or the movies or the television shows would tell the facts of what we knew, Edwards would exclaim, that's not how it happened. Which is a little odd, because how would, how would Edwards know what happened during these killings? How would he know how the Zodiac worked? Edwards followed everything the Zodiac did because he was trying to be like him, but I feel like he never was involved in any of the Zodiac killings. Edwards had similar motive, making Edwards a slight copycat. 
he would get victims on a lover's lane and attack them and kill them, much like the Zodiac. But Edwards never killed them with guns. Usually it was stabbing or strangulation and he would shoot one bullet hole through the windshield. It happened in 1977 and in 1980. Again, I want to apologize for most of the rambling that I do. Like I said, the next episode will be more structured and follow a follow a script. That way it's clear, concise, and to the point. Now, <clears throat> I mentioned John Cameron earlier as saying that he believed that Edwards was the Zodiac Killer. But Cameron also believed that Edwards was the murderer of John Bonet Ramsey. He, been, he believed that the note at, left at the scene of the Ramsey murder can be connected to the Zodiac Killer, which Cameron believes Edwards is the Zodiac Killer. Cameron also suggested that he may have been the killer of Teresa Halbach, who was the victim from the Netflix series Making a Murderer. In addition, Cameron also suggested suggested that Edwards is responsible for over a hundred murders, including the Black Dahlia, Lacey Peterson, Adam Walsh, Chandra Levy, Jimmy Hoffa, Martha Moxley, Steve Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers in the Atlanta Child Murders. Through the clearing, as April Bellasio was hearing John Cameron say that, he, that her father killed children, she kept saying no, no, no. That's bullshit. That's not what happened. She knew that her father would never hurt children. Again, it's all speculation. Now, to wrap this up, have my final thoughts. I don't believe that Edwards was the Zodiac Killer. I had thought about it, and it just didn't make any sense. Whenever Edwards was younger, in the 1950s, he had a dream of being on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. He eventually got that dream after he was going around robbing gas stations. This was in 67, this was the late 60s, during the time of the Zodiac killing. However, Edwards was in jail and he was paroled in 67. This was the time where he got married and became a motivational speaker to be a quote unquote reformed criminal. He wrote a book called The Metamorphosis of a Criminal, The True Life Story of Ed Edwards in 1972. He was also on a TV show to tell the truth and he was also on What's My Line. In 1982, he had returned to crime. This was obvious, of course, uh, because he had killed Tim, Tim Hack and Kelly Drew in 1980. But we didn't know that until 2009. The Zodiac was a bright man, that's no doubt. He liked to play games with the police and with the San Francisco Chronicle. Edwards, on the other hand, was not as bright. So I don't feel like he was very connected at all. I do want to say thank you for joining me on this first episode. I know, I know, it was a bunch of rambling, but I'm glad you stuck it with stuck it stuck through with me. I can't speak today. I'm not used to this whole entertaining. But I promise next episode we are gonna be talking about some serious crime, maybe in my hometown. Again, thank you very much for listening to this episode of True Crime at WCU. If you'd like to reach out or write the show or stay connected with me, you can reach me at truecrimewcu at gmail.com. That's truecrimewcu at gmail.com or on Twitter at truecrimewcu. That's on Twitter at truecrimewcu. 
I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening.